Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Once again, I would like to welcome you all to this two story series brought to you by SDI Media on YouTube. Inshallah, today, as you may have seen by the posters, that we will be speaking about Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. I will have to split this into two as there are many stories which can be covered in regards to Khalilullah alayhi salam. And so, inshallah, today is part one, and tomorrow, inshallah, we'll have part two. So today, inshallah, I'll be mentioning a story which is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 260, in regards to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and the four birds. Now, as we already know, the story many of us will already know, but I will request that the children are sat as well, so that inshallah, they can benefit from this as well. Before I begin, let us all send salutations upon our master, Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam with love and affection. So please repeat after me. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Rasulullah. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Habib Allah. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Nabi Allah. Wa ala alika wa ashabika ya Shafi'u al-Muznameen sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. So in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Kanzul Iman, the translation is, And when Ibrahim submitted, O my Lord, show me how you shall give life to the dead, he said. Do you, know, do you not believe? Submitted he. Why not? But I like that my heart may be at rest, he said. Then well, taking four birds, make them familiar to you. Then put apart each of them on each hill. Thereafter call them. They will come to you running with their feet. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mighty, the wise. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Holy Quran. So what story does this refer to and what exactly is Hazrat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to when he mentions the story of Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa taslim. So it goes as that Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam once saw a dead person, body in the sea. He saw that the fish and the birds were eating from its remains. Having seen this spectacle, Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam wanted to know how Allah jalla jalaluhu would bring life back into dead bodies. So he saw this dead body and he wanted to understand how it is possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to recreate, to re-give life, to rekindle life into a person's body. So he wanted to find out. He had believed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought dead back to life, but a dead man was inside the stomachs of the fish, the birds and the animals. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Ibrahim alayhi salam to do the following. So he, he believed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could indeed uh, bring people back to life. But he wanted to understand this better with uh, some examples so that he's able to explain this and also for us as well as believers that are to come later on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Ibrahim alayhi salam to get four birds. And then he asked him to cut and kill all those four birds and to mince the birds in different hills. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him was to kill four birds, take the, uh, the meat of those birds, mix them together, and then place them in on different um, hills. And go to the far place and call, uh, call out to the birds. So Sayyidina Ibrahim salam did exactly what his Lord had told him to do. He took a peacock, he took a, took a pigeon, a chicken, and a crow, and made minced meat out of them all. He placed them on the hill far away and called them as ordered. When he did so, each of the birds separated from each other and came back into the original form 
in front of Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam, who is also known as Khalilullah. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and when Ibrahim said, my Lord, show me how you will give life to the dead. He said, are you not certain of it? Ibrahim said, surely yes, why not? But because I wish to put my heart at ease. He said, therefore, take four birds as pets and cause them to become familiar to you. Then place a, a part of each of them on separate hills. Then call them, they will come running towards you. And know well that Allah Almighty is wise and he is almighty. So from this story we can understand, as we mentioned from last week on the story of Sayyidina Uzair alayhi salam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has all powers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the power to recreate and to rebound things which have already been in existence. In fact, he has the power, of course, to create things that have never been in existence. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught these lessons through our through the Anbiya Kiram so that they are able to teach us the true beliefs of our religion and to believe and understand the might that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds, the power that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds as well. Then the next story is in regards to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and the axe. I will mention once again the uh, verses of the Quran. It is Surah Al-Anbiya, uh, verse number 51 until verse number 66. I will read out the Qanzul Iman translation inshallah. Thereafter, I will move on to the story. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And undoubtedly, we bestowed over Ibrahim his righteous path from before, and we knew him. When he said to his father and his people, What are these images before, which you are sitting firmly for worship? They said, We found our fathers worshipping them. So he replied, Undoubtedly you and your fathers are in manifest error. They said, Have you brought truth to us, or are you making a play unintentionally? He said, Nay, your Lord is he who is the Lord of the heavens and the earth, who created them, and I am of the witnesses to that. And I swear by Allah, I shall devise bad against you, your idols, after you have turned your backs. Then he broke them into pieces, but the big one of them, that happily they may ask to it something happened. They said, who has done this to our gods? Undoubtedly he is unjust. Some of them said, we have heard a youth called Ibrahim saying bad to them. They said, then bring him before the people. They may bear witness. They said, have you done this to our gods, O Ibrahim? He said, rather this big one of them would have done this, so ask them if they can speak. They turned to themselves and said, undoubtedly, you yourself are the unjust. Then they replied, downward on their heads, that you know well that these do not speak. He said, do you then worship beside Allah, that which neither profits you, and no hurts you. So from this story we will understand, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam try and explain to the people of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed is, who the Lord is, who the God really is. So the story goes as follows: Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam was born in the times of Nimrod, Namrud. The people worshipped idols and other false deities, meaning uh, other deities, they believed that other people, who, things that were more stronger, then Sayyidina, then them themselves, they would start worshipping them. Sayyidina Ibrahim one day asked the idol worshippers why they persisted in worshipping stone that can do no harm and no good. The people responded by saying that their forefathers did so. Sayyidina Ibrahim 
who was not afraid to speak the truth, told them that their forefathers were wrong and misguided. One day the idol worshippers went to a fair outside the city. Sayyidina Ibrahim went into their temple and with his axe smashed all the idols in place except for the largest one. Sayyidina Ibrahim left the axe on the idol's shoulder so as to look like it had committed the deed. When the polytheists returned, they saw the spectacle inside the temple and began pondering upon who committed such a crime and crime in inverted commas as this was not indeed a crime, it was an act of worship by destroying these idols. They then remembered what Ibrahim had said to them and summoned him to the temple. They asked Ibrahim what he had done to their gods. Ibrahim pointed to the biggest idol and asked the people why did they ask it? To who did the damage? But they responded that the idol cannot speak. Sayyidina Ibrahim said to the people that if the idol cannot speak to you, then why do you worship it? Subhanallah, so through this, Sayyidina Ibrahim was able to try and explain to the people that the idols which they were worshipping, in fact, has not the ability, not got the ability to, uh, to be able to speak and know the ability to do any harm. So Sayyidina Ibrahim was then teaching these people the lesson of shirk and the lesson of tawheed, that what they were doing was indeed shirk and what they should be doing is tawheed, believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as to be one. But rather these people did not listen, did not pay heed. So Sayyidina Ibrahim taught them the lesson. He went and he destroyed the idols except one. So to explain that the idol does, if the idol does not have the power to even destroy another idol or even to speak, then how is it the Lord? But they still did not pay heed. And inshallah tomorrow we shall carry on the story of our uh, great uh, prophet of Islam, Sayyidina Ibrahim salam. And inshallah we'll be mentioning a few more stories in regards to him and his encounter against Namrud, Nimrod as we know him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate the ranks of those that have passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our presence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me if I've said anything wrong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all for our mistakes and for our uh, sins that we have uh, committed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to act on the steps of our uh, pious predecessors and especially the Anbiya Kiram, the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me the ability to act upon the footsteps of the Anbiya Kiram thereafter, the, thereafter give us all the ability to do so. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant shifa to all the ill. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all those who have passed away, especially in this period that we are going through uh, and through this pandemic that we are passing through. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, free us from this pandemic and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all safe in these times of uh, difficulties. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us with peace and with safety to the blessed month of Ramadan and give us the ability to spend the month of Ramadan in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way that he has the right to be worshipped. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our presence and forgive me if I've said anything wrong. Ya ilahi har jagah teri ataka saath ho jab pare mushkil shahe mushkil kushaka saath ho ya ilahi jo duaye nek hum tujse kare kudsiyo ke labte aami rab bana ka saath ho jinhone duao ka hum se kaha hai tukar de harek ka bala mere maula wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalq hi wanu 
نور عيشه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمةك يا أرحم الراحمين إن شاء الله as mentioned we'll have part two of سيدنا إبراهيم عليه السلام stories tomorrow and it will be in regards to his encounterment with Nimrod so do join in again at two o'clock tomorrow إن شاء الله جزاك الله خير thank you very much for joining in السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I welcome you all once again to this live stream brought to you by SDI Media on YouTube in regards to True Story series. Inshallah, as promised yesterday, I will be continuing in regards to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, who is also known as Khalilullah, and his encounterment against Namrud with in front of Namrud. But let us begin with sending salutations upon our master Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. Please repeat after me with love and affection. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Rasulullah. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Habib Allah. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Nabi Allah. Wa ala alika wa ashabika ya Nurullah sallallahu ta'ala alayka wa sallam. So inshallah, as mentioned, I will be speaking to you in regards to the story and in regards to a debate which occurred between Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, and Namrud, who was a tyrant king at the time of Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام. The story is mentioned in ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah. So first of all, I will mention and recite the Qanzul Iman translation of this. Thereafter, I will explain the story in a bit more detail. In Surah Al-Baqarah verse 258, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O beloved Prophet, i.e. Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam, did you not see the one who quarreled with Ibrahim about his Lord, merely because Allah had given him kingdom? When Ibrahim said, My Lord is the one who gives life and causes death, he, Namrud, said, I give life and cause death. Ibrahim said, Surely Allah brings up the sun from the east, you cause it to rise from the west. Thereupon the infidel was confounded, and Allah Jalla Jalaluhu does not guide the unjust. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is briefly explaining the debate between Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and Namrud. So inshallah I will explain this in a bit more detail. So a debate once took place between Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and Namrud or Nimrod as we've known him. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam came to Nimrod and Namrud said, to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, Who is this God to which you call us to? Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam replied back, My Allah is the one who gives life and takes it away. So Nimrod said, I have that ability as well. So what he did was he, in, he ordered for two people, two men to be brought in front of him. And then he ordered one of them to be killed and the other one to be left alive. And then he turned to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and said, Look, I killed one and spared the other, so I have the ability to give and take life as well. So then Sayyidina Ibrahim replied back to this and said, Allah raises the sun 
from the east. If you have the power, then raise it from the west. So upon this saying, on this statement of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, Namrud, Nimrod, he was left profounded. He had no words left to say and he fell silent. Now what happened after that is mentioned in Surah Al-Anbiya. And in Surah Al-Anbiya, verse number 67 to verse number 70. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Woo on him, on you and those deities which you worship besides Allah. Do you then have any wisdom? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to Nimrod. They said, burn him and help your gods if you have to do. We said, O fire, be cool and a safety for Ibrahim. And they desired evil for him, but we made them the, the worst losers. So say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is mentioning a punishment, or a punishment which Nimrod, Namrud had ordered for Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, which is also very famous. But we'll explain this insha'Allah as well. Having suffered defeat at the hands of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam in the debate, Namrud made Allah's Khalil his number one enemy. So he made Ibrahim alayhi salam his number one enemy. He arrested Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and ordered the creation of a huge fire in which Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam would be put into. Sayyidina Ibrahim salam was not afraid at all and had total confidence in Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. This is reflected in the fact that Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, when he was being placed into the fire, he was reciting the following verse. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Which means Allah is my protector. Allah is my protector. Allah is my protector. When Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, was placed in the fire of Namrud, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu ordered the fire to cool in such a way so that no harm was inflicted on his Khalil, on his Prophet. This was one of the miracles of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, that despite the creation of a huge fire that was the size of a city, Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, was totally unharmed. Now another point to mention here is that SubhanAllah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, normally we know the nature of fire to be hot and the nature of water to be cold. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a such for Sayyidina Ibrahim salam that the nature of fire changed into coolness. And regardless of the fire being so big, Sayyidina Ibrahim salam was not affected. When Sayyidina Ibrahim salam was put in the fire, Jibreel salam came to his service and asked him if he needed any help. Hal hajata ya Khalil, hal hajata ya Ibrahim. Sayyidina Ibrahim was not at all frightened and Jibreel asked why this was the case. Sayyidina Ibrahim asked who lit the fire. Jibreel answered that Nimrod did. And who put this idea in Namru's head asked Ibrahim. Jibreel replied that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did. Ibrahim said there is the order of Allah and here is the happiness of the Khalil. Aye, it is the wish of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I am tested in this way. Therefore, as a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the Khalilullah, I do not require your services. I accept the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I accept the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my protector. He is enough for me. So, so Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam was tested in many ways. And many, many tests came for Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. But Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam did not flinch once. 
He did not turn to anyone except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those tests. Yes, the faith of the Anbiya Kiram were much higher and greater than ours. But we should take a lesson from this as well. That we are also involved in a test at this moment of time. Now the question is, how do we pass this test? How do we pass this test that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us into? The answer is simple. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turn to Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. Ask for their protection and you will have passed the test. Make sure you are obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will pass the test. Then one thing to mention here was that one day Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam asked Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi sallam that if he ever traveled at full speed, then how fast would he be? Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi sallam said, Ya Rasulullah, I have worked at full speed on four occasions. The Prophet sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam then asked him when those four occasions were. He said the first was Jibreel alayhi salam was cited when Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam was placed in Namrud's fire. At the time I was near the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the throne where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered me to go and cool the fire of Namrud so that Ibrahim alayhi salam was not harmed. I left the arsh and descended the seven heavens and reached the earth in time to cool the fire. The second time was when I went at full speed was when Ibrahim alayhi salam was, had placed his beloved son Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam on a stone in Mina and was about to sacrifice him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered me to go to the heaven and take a lamb and rush to Mina and place it in before Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and save Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam. He said further, he said, I reached Mina via the heavens with the lamb before Ibrahim alayhi salam has struck the knife. The third case was when the brothers of Yusuf salam placed him in the well with a rope. As the brothers were about to throw him in, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered me to go to the earth and save Yusuf salam before he fell into the bottom of the well. I reached the well and placed my wings under Sayyidina Yusuf salam, thus cushioning him falling. And Ya Rasulullah wasallam, the final time was that when full speed was when you had hurt one of your teeth in battle. Ya Rasulullah, Allah ordered me to stop your blood reaching the ground. Otherwise, until the end of the world, no plant or tree would grow. So hear this. I dashed from the heavens and reached you and saved the blood with my blessed wings. Subhanallah. This shows the speed of Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam. Not only this, but it also shows the power that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam in order to protect the Anbiya Kiram. And by Allah, with the oath of Allah, I can say that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes, then he can also protect us to such a speed as well. Now look at the rank of all Anbiya Kiram, then look at the rank of Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. That Anbiya Kiram are being placed, the whole body of the Anbiya Kiram are being placed in such difficulties. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam in the fire. Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam under the knife. Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam in the well. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the fourth time, Sayyidina Jibreel said the fourth time I had to be a speed. I had to stand, come down upon the full speed was when your blessed blood, the blood of Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam fell. Not the body, but the blood of Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam was to fall on the ground. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not like this. So he said, oh Jibreel, go. Go and protect the blood of my beloved. Protect it that it does not fall on the earth. Otherwise, it will mean that no plant or trees 
or fruits will grow from this earth ever again until the day of judgment because the blood of Rasulullah had fallen upon this earth. Now let's move on to the story of the great sacrifice. As we know, we celebrate and we remember this sacrifice once every year. But we should remember this sacrifice more than once every year because this sacrifice was such that it teaches how we should surrender ourselves in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, that is a sacrifice which we remember at Eid al-Adha, or as we say in our culture, Bakra Eid. Now on this Eid, we all know what happened, but let us go through the story, especially for the benefit of our younger children. Sayyidina Ibrahim salam one night had a dream, in which a voice from the unknown came and said to him that he must sacrifice his one and only son, Ismail. Now, before this dream, we are aware that Sayyidina Ibrahim in fact had a dream where he had to sacrifice the most beloved of his. Anything that was beloved to him, he had to sacrifice. So he sacrificed his animals, he sacrificed his camels, he sacrificed all the animals and the herds that he had. But yet this dream kept coming. On the third night, he realized that the dream was in fact to tell him to sacrifice Sayyidina Ismail who was also known as Zabihullah due to this uh, story. Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, obeying the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told his son. And the most beautiful thing here was that Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, did not just say to his son that, Oh son, you are to do this. But rather Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, took advice from his son and said that, Oh son, I have had a dream by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have a message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in which I am ordered to sacrifice you. What do you say about this? And as Sayyidina Ismail السلام, being a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well, he replied back, that, my, oh Father, if this is the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then complete it. So Sayyidina uh, Ibrahim salam then took his son Ismail salam to Mina. On the way, they saw Shaitan three times. And on each time, Sayyidina Ibrahim salam threw a stone. And that is the reason why we act upon the sunnah of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam when we go to the Jamrat and perform the this, uh, this sunnah of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam of stoning the Jamrat, the Shaitan. Sayyidina Ibrahim took a rope and a knife with him. Ismail asked his beloved father why he had the knife and the rope with him. Sayyidina Ibrahim then obviously explained to Sayyidina Ismail what was going to happen. And the reply that Sayyidina Ismail gave was, If this is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then so be it. Insha'Allah, I will show patience. Subhanallah, he said, I shall show patience. Sayyidina Ibrahim then prepared his son for sacrifice, placing him on a stone with a blindfold and tying his hands and feet. And this blindfold was not for Sayyidina Ismail this blindfold was for himself. And this was told by Sayyidina Ismail So Sayyidina Ismail turned to his beloved father and said, Oh father, put a blindfold on your eyes so that you do not see my face when you are doing it. When you are slaughtering, when you are sacrificing me, then you are uh, not caught out. You do not feel. Uh, you do not feel the love between us, and so you do not get shaky hands as a result of it. So put a blindfold on me, and he ordered him to be put uh, his face down so that he cannot see Sayyidina Ibrahim salam either. When Sayyidina Ibrahim salam he tried to cut Sayyidina Ismail salam he made sure that the knife was very sharp, and then he began. With the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he began, he put the knife on the blessed neck of Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam. 
But as mentioned previously, Sayyidina Jibreel was then ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, O oh, Jibreel, go, go from the heavens, get a lamb and place it in place of Sayyidina Ismail. Move Sayyidina Ismail away and put it in place of Sayyidina Ismail under the knife of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. So Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salam did so. Now when Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam cut, when he felt that he was sacrificing his son, he had this in his heart, he was feeling that he has accepted the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then after, he opened his blindfold and he saw that Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam was safely on the other side and in fact in front of him was a lamb which had been slaughtered in place of Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam. As a result, every year, year on year, we are ordered as Muslims to act upon this blessed sunnah of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam of slaughtering an animal. And so on Eid al-Adha it is wajib for whoever is possible to perform this sunnah of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam. In fact, the whole concept of Umrah and Hajj is around the Sha'ir of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Anbiya Kiram, the Tawaf of the Kaaba, the kissing of the Hajri Aswad, thereafter reciting Salah behind Maqam al Ibrahim, thereafter performing Sa'i of Safa and Marwa. And then if you go to Hajj, visiting Mina, visiting Arafat, visiting Muzdalifa, all these aspects of the blessed pilgrimage of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of the Harmain Sharifain, or in fact, the Sunnahs of the Anbiya Kiram alayhi salat wa taslim. So let us all make dua that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all give me the ability to act upon the footsteps of the Anbiya Kiram, thereafter give us all the ability to do so. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all our sins, minor and major. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me if I have said anything wrong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me for any disrespect I may have caused. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to learn about our religion and thereafter act upon the religion. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to act upon the sunnahs of the Anbiya Kiram, more specifically our master Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam, who is the Imam al-Anbiya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant shifa to all those who are sick. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all those who have passed away in this time of difficulties and there before as well and whoever will shall pass away until the day of judgment with Iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all life with Iman and thereafter death with Iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability and grant us the blessed month of Ramadan with safety and with piety. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify our heart through the blessings of the month of Ramadan. Inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Grant us the ability to reach the month of Ramadan, which we are about to reach in about a, month, a week's time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me if I have said anything wrong. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Just before we finish, inshallah, just to remind ourselves that inshallah next week I will be speaking to you in regards to Sayyidina Musa Kalimullah alayhi salat wa taslim, who is, of course, another great prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah, same time, 2 p.m. next Saturday. Inshallah, it will be the month of Ramadan. So I hope that you will make the most of these programs that are going on through SDI Media and through other Sunni uh, accounts as well. Inshallah, you shall follow all them. Make most of your time and learn about our deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all and accept our, all our worships, especially in the blessed month of Ramadan, which is to come upon us. Jazakallah for joining in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.